enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Podcast, your one stop for all, all things, things geek. All things geek. Welcome to the Temple of Geek Podcast. For those of you tuning in for the first time, my name is Monica. I will be your host as we discuss the first three chapters of Doctor Who Flux. Spoiler warning, you may want to make sure that you've been caught up on season 13 of Doctor Who before listening further. The Temple of Geek podcast has been around since 2012 and is hosted by a variety of geeky people from the Temple Geek team. Here we discuss and celebrate fandoms and all things geek. To our returning listeners, thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate you being here. With me today are two members of the Temple of Geek team, Maddie and Elizabeth, and friend of the podcast, Taylor. Can you all go around and introduce yourselves to everybody? Yes. Hi. My name is Taylor Dethridge. I am uh, she, they pronouns. I'm going to say my pronouns. Everyone feel free to do that if you if you so choose. Um, I like doing that. Uh, I am a very long time hooving at this point. Um, and also sort of an, just love every lots of ner- different nerdy fandoms. And I do work for a convention called Chicago TARDIS, which is a Doctor Who convention. Um, in Chicago, and we're about to have our first in-person event in two years, so we're excited. Uh, it's next weekend. Um, other than that, I have a nerdy pop culture business, and I just do lots of different things. Um, cosplay, have fun. That's that's the biggest motivator <laughs> in my life um, is uh, doing that, so yeah. And hi, I'm Elizabeth, aka Lady of Time Cosplay, which is mostly what I go by online. Um, I help write some stuff with Temple of Geek, mostly Doctor Who stuff, uh, mostly Big Finish stuff, because I love all the extra stuff that we get out of Doctor Who. Um, I've been watching this show. Uh, I started with a like a Netflix binge of it in 2012 or 2011. And have been hooked ever since and have gotten in way too deep ever since. (laughs) Hi, everyone. I'm Maddie. Um, I am the deputy editor and a lead writer for Temple of Geek. I also host Cosplay Connection. Um, I am a cosplayer and I have been watching Doctor Who since its reboot in 2005. Um, and I could personally talk about Doctor Who for several hours. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> which has happened many times. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited to dive in. Well, I'm really excited to have you guys here. Um, for those of you that don't know, my name is Monica. I'm the editor-in-chief at Temple of Geek. I do do some cosplay. Mainly, I stick to Doctor Who cosplay because I love buying clothes, and Doctor Who cosplay tends to be just going shopping for me. So, um, (laughs) anyways, welcome, everybody. So, let's get into it. We have just kicked off the 13th season of Doctor Who, and this event, they're calling it an event, is Doctor Who Flux. So it's a six episode season versus where we usually get at least 12 episodes in like a regular run. So it's much smaller than what we usually get. And um, it's starting off very differently from others. So uh, overall first impressions. 
Uh, I really like it. <laughs> I was going to make a joke about, is this like a golden birthday of some kind? 13, 13. Right. That's right. <laughs> what a joke. I don't know how to make a joke about that, but there you go. Um, I think it's like a lucky, a lucky number thing. Um, I love it. That's, I will say that, uh, I, that I will explain myself. Uh, if I go too far into it now, I'll just keep going. But yeah, I think it's just, inc <laughs> um, it's incredible. Uh, I think this is the thing, you know, I love Jody as a doctor. I always have since day one. Um, but I think this is like what she was made for, you know, if that makes any sense, this is, this is the stuff that I think a lot of, even the people who are not so nice, I'm going to be charitable and say that it that way, um, have been waiting for. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely think this is going to wind up being my favorite season uh, with 13. Like, I, I've liked the other seasons, but I do I, I do love it when there's a big, huge, whole story to be had. And they, I think so far they've done a really good job of, like, having everything be part of this big story, but also having individual stories within that. Because you get the story of Kevin Vistra, or however you say his name, the Santarans, and this temple and the timelines and everything. So I, I really can't wait to see how everything winds up tying together. Um, I was actually rewatching the first episode a little bit earlier today and we still haven't really gotten an answer on who those old tiny guys are and like what they have a connection to, you know, I mean, we're going to get to learn more about um, the lady with the weeping angels this week, but I don't know. I'm just really excited and I can't believe it's like halfway over already. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is definitely not what I was expecting from this season. Um, I knew that we were getting less episodes and so it was going to be more cinematic, um, which like Elizabeth was saying, I love that there's one big overarching story. Um, but I am a little bit confused and I know we'll talk about storyline in a little bit, um, but I feel like it's so big right now that they only have three episodes left to tie things up so it'll be very interesting to see how all of these different characters and plot lines and loose ends end up coming together yeah absolutely I'm kind of on the same page as you Maddie as far as like being confused about some things but I feel like in a way I'm holding back any kind of judgment until the end of the season I feel like mm -hmm. this season is catering to veteran fans of Doctor Who. I think that if you are a new person coming into Doctor Who, you will not know what is happening, what is going on, who are these people. You don't even really get an explanation <laughs> as to who the doctor is in the first episode. Because usually like yeah. you get some kind of like, even if it's through like a, a character that's a new character, like a you know one-off character that's meeting the doctor for a first time, you get some kind of like introduction on the doctor. I travel in space and time, something like that. But you really don't get too much of that in this, in these first three episodes. You just have to kind of know everything that's happening. So I feel like overall so far, I feel like this is catered to people like us who have been watching the show for a long time and who are invested and are looking for like a big story, a big story arc. Um, I don't think that this is probably a good episode to start like a new person in and it might kind of, you know, if, if somebody just happened to bond Dr. Who this season on BBC America or wherever, <laughs> they might 
probably tune out because it just it's a lot to to know unless they found something interesting and then they go back and rewatch the whole thing but that's what i mean like it's something that you really have to go back and rewatch a lot of stuff um and then i noticed that if you did not pay close attention to season 12 there's a lot that you're going to miss and we've had such a huge delay between now and season 12 because of mm-hmm. filming covid and then just we only had a couple specials in between so um you know it's definitely worth the rewatch to really appreciate this season uh but anyways so overall impression so storyline and writing let's talk about this like long story arc um so i was gonna say i guess this brings up a kind of thought i had i think after two definitely after the third episode that i was noticing that it gives me like high a good man goes to war vibes. I don't know if that anybody else gets yeah. that from it. Yeah. Especially because she's been so angry about yes. that thing. And just yeah. all the stuff that keeps hitting us and hitting us. Like, because we have, like, as much as we have some weird things that we know are in play, right? We have these questions left over, like you're talking about. And that's the huge theme that was leading up to that storyline with Eleven is how I feel like we're going to get some like crazy revelations or something going on as this wraps up. And yeah, I agree that it is a very, I don't want to say daunting, but maybe that is the word kind of feeling to have, okay, we only do have these three episodes left. What is going to happen with this? And yeah, I just feel like that I haven't gotten the feeling out of this show, this kind of feeling since a good man goes to war. So that kind of like high intensity is what I'm getting from this entire season so far. So I think overall, very cohesive in the thing that they're trying to do is I guess what I'm saying. The writing is very cohesive with the feeling that we're like the the story, the feeling, the the vibe, if I can say that. Yeah, that's but the mot- let me say motif to sound a little bit more academic <laughs> is I feel like is consistent. So that's a that's a nice uh, a thing that I think again, like you're saying, veterans appreciate people who have been asking for this out of the show or whatever they're asking. Right? This is the thing. I, I do think that it delivers on that point. But again, definitely high stakes. I definitely feel some high stakes coming for us here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Yeah, for sure. good man go goes to war. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. There is a lot going on and I haven't, it's not that I've disliked the previous seasons, but it felt like having watched Chris Chibnall's uh, previous big series, most recent big series, which was Broadchurch, he's very much into not telling anybody anything. So I feel like part of the issues that I sometimes had with the previous two seasons was that maybe he wasn't really telling his writers exactly where he was going with everything. Cause like we got the timeless child hint like in the second episode of 13 and then we got nothing else until the previous season, which I was like, why are you teasing that and not doing anything with it? Um, so I, I do kind of like, even though I, it's kind of a bummer not to have more voices in this season, I do kind of like that this is all written by Chris Chibnall because he will just be able to write what he wants and he doesn't, I guess, have to worry about other writers, I guess. Or which filler episodes. Is or not the best way to work that. 
Right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Cause yeah, just sometimes it felt like they didn't know exactly where the plot was going to go in some of the episodes, at least like later on, like within their own episode, it was fine, but like later stuff, which is also why I think we didn't, at least in my opinion, we didn't always get like good character development um, necessarily, but I do like, because we've got just one writer and he's not worried about, I mean, for crying out loud, this is the guy who in season two of Broadchurch, like made the guy who played the killer uh, who was going to go on trial for the murder of Danny in season after season one, stay at a different hotel and wear a wig to and from shooting so that nobody knew he was coming back. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I've really liked the writing so far this season. I think, like, I think I'm, I'm even liking Yazel. I didn't like, again, it's not like that I didn't like other things, but I'm definitely liking things more this season. Like I'm, learning more about Yaz I feel like too even and who she is and what her relationship is like with the doctor and everything too mm-hmm. yeah I feel yeah. like you both said everything that that I don't I don't really know what else I could add to that I feel like you know having such a big story and now that Taylor mentioned it feeling like a good man goes to war like you're absolutely right like we have all of these villains like who have a grudge against the doctor like not maybe not even coming together they're just using this one event to be like haha i can now take on the doctor because she's clearly vulnerable due to this catastrophic whatever it is you know um and so it's i i also really love the intensity that they're giving jody right now um i know we felt it a little bit in season 12 with the cyberman um you know when when you could feel you know, her 12 coming out, like the guilt she had over Bill, um, you know, and how like angry she's getting. And I just love to see that difference because in season 11, we had bubbly, happy, you know, 13th doctor, you know, I'm just figuring out who I am. Let's, you know, we're gonna kind of do these fun little, not necessarily fun, but like, you know, their outings and stuff. And then season 12, we got a little more intensity out of her, but I feel like this season, it's very like, I need you to stop talking (laughs) and trust me because whatever is happening is going to ruin everything forever. And like when she basically told Yaz to shut up, I was like, whoa (laughs) like oh my gosh you know and so like having her written like this and like feeling that mood I feel like is really great and like Taylor was saying earlier like Jody was made for this storyline and it's I I, it's gonna be so interesting these next three episodes yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that yeah scene. I literally yelled at the screen. I'm like, what's wrong with you, 13? Why are you yelling at you? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, was didn't you learn anything? I, like, yeah, yeah, I was a big fan yeah. of the fact that in, you know, Jody's first season, she was so bubbly and so good hearted because I felt that in you know, 12's run, he was going through the whole, um, am I a good man, right? That was like the theme for 12's run was like, who is he a good person or not? And at the end, he's like, you know, laugh hard, run fast. And he has all these beautiful things to say that he's saying to himself to this next incarnation of himself. And so I thought that it was so beautiful that Jody, like, 
took those lessons that 12 learned, those bitter, hard truths, and was like almost kind of the opposite, where instead of like telling everybody, shut up, shut, shut up, shut up, shut up, you know, she was like, gold star for you, gold star for you. So I thought that that was like, you know, 2000 years of a Time Lord's like, you know, story, uh, like character development, right? Like, and so that's what I loved about Jody was her bubbliness. But it's funny because now, like you said, like she's kind of reverting back into like some of those instincts where she's frustrated. She clearly doesn't know what's going on and not knowing is something that the doctor doesn't like, you know? Uh So um, I think as far as like storyline and writing, I'm very interested in who these characters are. And I think they've done a good job of setting up like, you know, keeping us interested, like who's that, who's that, who's going to be there. I like that you pointed out Elizabeth about, you know, how they mentioned in the second episode of Jody's run, the timeless child, but then they did nothing for like ever. And that was very frustrating. And I feel that way with the old timey guy whose name I cannot remember that we're talking about in this season, you know, from the Victoria era who was mining the cave. Um, I'm not satisfied with him because I've gotten nothing about him. And I know that that satisfaction is coming. I know that it's a few episodes away, but I have had some frustrations of maybe like how the doctor is feeling, not knowing what's going on, you know? So are we, if they wrote it in a way that we're supposed to be as frustrated as the doctor, I feel that way because I'm just like, what's happening? You know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know it, it'll be a lot of fun to once all the episodes are out, just to like sit down. I'd love to just sit down and watch them all right together just to see exactly how everything fits together. And that's the thing. It's like, it'll be fun. And, you know, I trust the writing and the process and everything. It's just like this weight, you know, it probably would have been better served like on Netflix where we could just binge the whole thing, <laughs> you know, <instead> of <laughs> because I think sometimes when we're like, waiting week to week we like overthink it instead of just like mm-hmm. enjoying and getting through it so let's go into some cast and characters give me your just kind of any kind of uh thoughts on the new characters that we've seen come in whether it's acting or the like things about the actual characters things you like things you don't like um, I, I'll say I like Dan better than I thought I was going to. Does <laughs> that mean? Maybe that's me. I had the same thought. <laughs> you're, like okay. a, you're probably yeah. about the third or fourth person that said that to me. Yeah, because I know the actor is fairly well known in the UK. I personally have never seen him in anything else, right? But I, and I didn't, usually I'll try to go and like watch something that they've done if I don't know them because, you know. Um, but I didn't this time. And I was like, okay, let's see how this goes. Because I have always been a fan of Yaz personally and love her and, and, and 13 is like friends, whatever. And so I say whatever, because I'm trying to be canon here, but it's whatever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I think you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, thinky face here, but that's good. That's a good thing. Um. And uh, I wasn't sure, like, I love Tosin, 
and a lot, right? Like I thought he was an amazing, you know, part of the show. And, you know, it was weird to see that change. And so I was like, you know what, we'll see how this goes. I'm not going to go out of my way to whatever. Well, you know, I want to go into this and kind of feel fresh about it. So I don't have any expectations of him on purpose. Right. And I, I do really like him. I'm very, I'm very stunned. That would, as far as like new characters and all this, I know we have so many moving parts and new people. Everybody else to me is, is still a moving part almost, right? Like we're talking about, we haven't even seen the full development of some of these other background players yet or now coming to the forefront players. But for me, Dan is probably the most surprising. Like I actually don't hate him. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, like I said, I had the exact same thought. Like I don't, I didn't think I was going to dislike him, but I was just kind of like, oh, do we have to add another character to the TARDIS kind of thing? But I'm like, oh, he's delightful. He's funny. He's a sweet guy. I really liked how they introduced him with him just like, you know, loving history and especially the history of his own city. Um, and I've really loved how they've entered, like, I've loved all the new characters. I've loved how everybody's been introduced, especially um, this past episode, Belle, because we didn't really know who she was until the very end. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> you're so cute. Because um, kind of how everybody's been introduced this season is how I would have liked the three companions who started out to be introduced. Um, Cause I feel like because those three came all on at the same time, we never, like it was hard to get to know them because they had to share screen time immediately. But with this, because, you know, we already knew 13 in the ass, we got introduced to Dan and then you get introduced to Vinder and then everybody kind of comes into the story a little bit at a time. And I've just loved seeing all these characters and it'll be very interesting to see how everybody interacts as this story continues especially because you know they kind of left Vinder on his own at the end of the last episode I'm like probably not the life for as much as they you know were like oh this guy from Game of Thrones is Game of Thrones that he came that he's from right Ray Warm is coming you know it was the big surprise for the San Diego Comic-Con panel I'm like he's gotta be doing some more especially because I want him and his his uh, wife and child, I guess, to be together again. I'm like, this is very sweet. Yeah, and all the press. You know, yeah, I build as part of the movie. Yeah, yeah and I, I loved the lot. What was the, I can't remember the exact quote, but uh, um, love is not a mission. And she's like, yes, it is. I'm like, this is so cute. Especially because you didn't know that she was talking about him mm-hmm. until the end of the episode. I just, all the new characters I, I love and I can't wait to see more of was so excited to see joe last week oh, i yes. really hope there's more of her they did yeah. kind of tease they did kind of tease that there's more of her because they did a behind the scenes video on youtube and at the end there, she's like oh will you see more of me she's like well i'll be hard to get rid of and i'm like please please because i i want to see more of the fugitive doctor and i want to see more of the fugitive doctor not just kind of being there to exposition i really want to see her do more than just explain things to 13 so while we're on that such a cool character before i lose my my whole thought on this so the fugitive doctor if you google doctor who cast in like everybody comes up david tennant matt smith you know jody they're all listed as the fugitive doctor except for jody whitaker she's listed as the 13th doctor 
Huh. And that's definitely like an SEO thing. Like who put that in there? Like, where did that come from? Yeah. And so when we were doing our, you know, before Dr. Who Flux started, Elizabeth, um, I think Maddie, you and I, and, you know, Dana and Tiffany, Kristen, a whole bunch of us did a Doctor Who rewatch together on Twitter and we're tweeting and I was like, I'm just going to throw in, you know, the Fugitive Doctor episodes and that storyline because I have a feeling she's going to come back because why would that be up there? Yeah. You know, so I have she's a such feeling a cool character. we're going to get some cameos. And I don't want to say yeah. that and then be disappointed that we're not going to, but there. I know. One one thing that I was thinking, because, like, I don't, the vibe that I kind of get is that Russell T. Davis might only be doing, like, the anniversary in one season. And if that's true, I'd really like him to just, like, do a mini series with the Fugitive Doctor and then let the new showrunner cast 14. But who knows, you know? But oh, I just want good. more of her be that on the TV show or I can't wait for Big Finish to get the, the rights I mean, for this she era. Her own spin-off. It would be weird. She could. Yeah, I know. I have a spin-off. I want more of her. She's so cool. Mhm. Yeah, I I love like we were talking about like go back going back to Dan. I love him. Um I will admit personally it was a little hard to understand him, so I had to make sure I was watching with subtitles. Um, and, and, but that, but that was my only complaint was just, I couldn't understand what he was saying, but I loved him. Like he was delightful. And then we got to meet his parents and I was like, I love that we have met a bunch of different companions, like sets of parents, like, and, and they just felt so lovely. And like, they were just going to like help out their son, like infiltrate a Santaran ship. Like it was no big deal, you know? And I like, I think you know that was really fun, and um, I love the what? What are the dog creatures called? The Cavanistas, I think. Lu- yeah, because yeah. I think Cavanistra yeah. is the guy's name. Mm. I think it's the Lucari. The Lucari, yeah. yeah. So I, yeah. I, I am digging that that species, and I love that they are like the protectors of the human race because they look like dogs, and I just think that <laughs> that is a brilliant idea. I love that. Um, and, um, you know, seeing uh, Joe Martin back was, I literally screamed. I had to, like, pause it because, like, I was going to miss something because I was screeching that she was back. Um, <laughs> and um, so I am hoping that we see more of her, like, we all just gushed over. Um, and another character that I really enjoyed in the second episode was Mary Seacole. Is that how you say your name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I really enjoyed her character. I liked how she was, you know, very, you know, don't come in here and tell me what to do. Like, you need to explain yourself. Like, she wasn't going to take just like the doctor at her word. You know, it was very like, you come into my house, you're going to play by my rules, and then we can talk about what you need to do. Um, and I feel yeah. like not a whole lot of people put the doctor in their in her place. Um and so it was kind of kind of like, ooh, Mary, like, <laughs> you, you go, Mary. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, she's really but, cool. Yeah. And so I, I really liked her a lot. Um, and so, yeah, those are those yeah. are the characters that I enjoyed. If anybody wants more of Mary Seacole and the Doctor, um, the 12th Doctor Chronicles, uh, volume one from Big Finish has a story with her in 12. Oh, very cool. So, oh. so I knew her before because of that. And I'm like, oh, yes, more of her. That's cool. She's really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. 
I think that, um, you know, because we're all talking about Dan, uh, Dan seems funny and like optimistic and heartwarming. I think that uh, there was a couple times where I, I don't know why, but I compared him to Bill a lot, but not as like they're the same. It's just like they're very different. So like when we meet Bill and she's in the TARDIS for the first time and it moves in time and space, she's very like what is happening she has to run into a restroom and wash her face and she's freaking out and i think bill was a really good representation of what would have happened if like doctor who was real right people wouldn't have taken it so lightly mickey for example with rose like he eventually understood and was able to deal with the whole time travel and everything like that but he reacted like a real person like freaking out and panicking and this is like all scary whereas dan was just like oh okay i've been kidnapped okay i'm in space like okay like everything (laughs) happened so fast with dan and he didn't even flinch which i guess is cool but like even rose on her first outing you know was like what's happening what's going on tell me this but dan has just kind of like rolled with every punch and has been like okay okay i know okay yeah i know the the line that he the line that he has, sorry, but the line that he has in the first episode where he's like, oh, I think a mate of mine has one of these and it's bigger. I'm like, is this a hint or is this a joke? Because I can, you can never tell with Doctor Who if this is foreshadowing or just a throwaway line. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I feel like maybe something else is going on with Dan or maybe it was just because we had the condensed episodes that we had to just fit him in. Like, had we had a regular season with him because obviously we're getting this condensed episode because of the pandemic and filming issues and things like that so had we gotten a full season maybe we've gotten like a full episode where he's processing everything but i feel like dan isn't processing anything things are just happening to dan and he's just like Mm -hmm. okay 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 yeah Um, those were my (laughs) only real thoughts on dan i really am enjoying vinder um and so the second episode was or was it the third episode was really uh, satisfying for me because you get to see Vendor's backstory and who he is. Uh-huh. Like, and also I'm a fan of um, Thaddea Graham who plays Belle. She was in the Irregulars, the Netflix series, and uh, she was wonderful in that. And so it was nice to see her on Doctor Who and then to be attached to Vendor. So I, I noticed I've, like once I get to know the characters, I'm like, oh yes, I like them. Like I like the second episode because we finally got to know something about Dan, right? He had his parents and he learned a little bit more. Um, so I found those episodes more satisfying, just learning about the characters and stuff. So I'm still very confused on Swarm and Azure. Like, you know, obviously they're like bad guys from 13's like days with the division and so we find out about the division in season 12 uh from Mm -hmm. you know when they come after uh when they come after the fugitive doctor joe martin so like okay but i just i'm still very confused it's like why did they wipe her brain i feel like there's so many storylines happening all at once and all these characters being thrown at me all at once and i'm like I don't know what's going on. We still don't know what's going on with Victorian old timey wimey. I'm really interested in the Weeping Angel storyline. Uh, yes. Is that her name? The one that like mm-hmm. bumps into the doctor yes. in the beginning. She was like, oh, I didn't mm-hmm. know you'd be here. I was like, who are you? Wow. You know who the doctor is? Like, 
You know, yeah. I hope that Vinder knew what a TARDIS was. Yeah. Like, that made sense to me because he was like from the future or out in space. Like all that kind of mm-hmm. makes sense to me that people would know what a TARDIS was, you know, um, or that he's fascinated by one. That he's like, let me drive it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> like, yeah, like I'm, I like that. I'm excited to find out more about like all of that. I just wish we could have had more time with a lot of these characters because I think they, these characters seem very cool, and I just wanted a little bit more. Uh, I feel like we're not gonna know what Swarm and Azure's deal is until the very last episode because something, something is weird there. And then they don't really explain, like, so the sister was on Earth, but she was, like, chameleoned as a human, but then she didn't let it go, and then her companion, I guess, was, like, vaporized, and, like, who was sending the alerts? Like, I don't understand, like, what is happening? Like, they, that was, like, a whole thing, and then they never went back to it. So mm-hmm. I don't but again yeah. I think I think it's it's all timing. I think like you're saying if we yeah. had 12 full episodes of this then we would have gotten things explained a little bit or things are going to get explained at the end like Elizabeth was yeah. saying where we'll finally yeah. figure out who the swarm is and what they have to do with the fugitive doctor. Which is why yeah, you don't I'll I think it's been so long since we had an arc like this that Mm -hmm. we forget. Like, I've been thinking about (laughs) when you were talking about, like, remember when Jacket Doctor was a thing? And people were like, there's something up with this because Matt Smith, you can tell he's not wearing a jacket. And then, like, everyone's, like, on LiveJournal and Tumblr, like, look, screenshots. (laughs) He's not wearing a jacket. He's wearing a jacket here. And they were right. And I remember reading this being like, these people are out of their minds. There's no way this is an arc. And then it was. And then that was the whole thing at at the end of the season. And I was like, whoa, you are all so good at this. Like, great, right? Because I'll theorize about the little bits all day. But like that stuff, like the jacket doctor thing, that was ridiculous. Wait, what is the jacket doctor thing? So... That was from the first Matt Smith series when the crack, so like the crack, right? Like the crack in time with Amy, that setting up of the whole story that ends up coming when the Pandora opens and all that stuff, right? There was a theory, like maybe starting in the Weeping Angel episodes, right? Where she's blind, right? She can't see. And he comes up to her after leaving, right? He leaves. He comes back. He's not wearing the jacket anymore because he took the jacket off at the end, right? Like in the future. But at the time, oh, because yeah, the, the angels grabbed his jacket. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. So we don't know that yet, though. And when that aired, people started theorizing that him without a jacket was not the same doctor as the doctor with the jacket, which ended up being true. Yeah, because at he the came end, back like all together. Uh-huh. And he was going So through. this makes me think of that. Yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah. Like again, I, high eleven vibes here. I don't know why. Yeah. This high for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I definitely think one of the reasons why I've liked this season so much is because it has felt a bit like a Moffat series too. Because there's a lot of like little bits and pieces and time and weird time stuff. And I like I think the this last episode is definitely been my favorite of the bunch so far because there's all those weird timeline things and that's one of my favorite parts about Doctor Who, for sure. 
And there's also, you know, because we've been talking about this, uh, you know, you said it reminded you of Demon's Run. And, or I'm sorry, uh, A Good Man Goes to War. And in that one, you know, later on we find out, I think it's like an episode, like a season later that it was like the church who created the silence, who was going back to stop yeah. the doctor from creating like the crack in time and all this kind of stuff. So I'm wondering if like there was that woman that came out of nowhere this last episode we don't know who she is, but she happens to know that the flux was not a natural occurring thing, that the flux was, you know, made to fight the doctor. And so, like, I feel like, okay, is is this, like, how the silence were as well? Like, is it so there's not a bad guy? Yeah. There's just, like, people out there trying to stop the doctor from making a mess of time? That's a good Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I like that Oh, theory. God. Yeah. So I don't yeah, know. I'm know. like, where did she come from? You know that the flux is not a thing, and she says that, oh, it's to fight you, you know? And yeah, yeah. And because like part of like towards the end of Eleven's run, he, you know, they talked a little bit in um, Angels Take Manhattan about how he, you know, went around and erased himself from different databases in the universe. But and then you know, twelve kind of was on Earth for what 70 years or whatever but the doctor's starting to gain a reputation again so yeah maybe they're going after the doctor again so huh and then who is like you know the swarm and azor you know they obviously they were captured by the doctor when the doctor was in the division so we still haven't gotten an answer as to why the doctor's mind was wiped and why she doesn't remember other incarnations of herself Mm-hmm. Yeah. The time yeah. lords being time lords, I wouldn't be surprised if it was just because <laughs> they're just messy people, messy beings. Uh, yeah, they're uh, messy. Oh no! <laughs> especially when you listen to some of the audios, like oh my goodness, like the time lords, though. Oh, especially Rassilon. I just, I just like w- the first time I watched End of Time after listening to the Time War Gallifrey series, I was just like, I hate you even more now. Go away. <laughs> They're not great. They're not great. I guess I want to ask you guys too about, you know, Yaz on her hand had that like, what would the doctor do? And, you know, eventually they end up like briefly talking about it. But I think some of us were discussing Elizabeth. I don't know if it was us or I was in this discussion with somebody about uh, that being a very Clara thing trying to it wasn't me but yeah it was yeah yeah and so that being scary and also like you know the closer they get to being like more like the doctor the chances of them like not making surviving i i i I was thinking i had that same thought i was like okay yaz is totally acting doctorish i was like where have we seen this before (laughs) and i'm hoping like monica was saying you know we don't want to judge the rest of the series because we honestly have no idea what's coming we can theorize all day long but in the past (laughs) this didn't look this didn't look so good for the companions when they started spewing yeah, you know, doctor esque. You know what I mean? Like they once they started sounding like the doctor and being able to like push the right buttons on the TARDIS. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, like the only thing that I'm like, maybe she'll be okay, is because the Doctor Who social media made a big deal of like, oh, it's Jodie and Mandip's last day of filming, and I'm like, 
hopefully everybody will be okay, but you know, like, Amy was there for Eleven's regeneration, I'm just like, ah, oh, but yeah, I am, I am a little worried about that, but. Well, it's interesting that they didn't say it was oh. Dan's last day of filming, so is he right. yeah. on with Richard I, I am a little, yeah. 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 I'm very assuming big on, that's a wrap on Mandip and, and, you know, yeah. and Jody. Yeah. I'm assuming that they'll carry him over. And I thought that from day one, uh, because they all, if, well, this is, this is not a hard and fast thing, but usually it does better when you have somebody they've already been with going to the next doctor, right? We all know that that's a thing that happens. So I always assumed that he would stay on no matter what, regardless of what happens with Mandip. I thought they would keep him for whatever they're doing after. What is it? It's not the centennial. It's called something else, right? Can someone help me with that? Because I don't. Oh, for, yeah. The BBC's the, anniversary or something. Yeah. Something. Yeah. But it's, it's not. Something. I, want, I forget I always, what. Yeah. I always want to say centennial, but it's not. It's sent something because it is like their hundred years of broadcast mm-hmm. uh, anniversary. Um, but that's next year. That's yeah. the one next year. So well, I, I, I do think um, that when they posted that that was wrapped, I think that is a wrap on the era. Because I did see something on Twitter today that they started taking our TARDIS apart today. It was like, oh. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure they've already gone into filming, like, the the regeneration. And, you know, if she comes back for the 60th, maybe cameos, whatever, yeah. we don't know. But as far as, like, Jody's era, it's done, it's filmed, it's wrapped. Yeah. 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 And then I guess we will any- we'll get her regeneration in the fall. So we won't see it now. Yes. And we won't see it in the new year. We'll see it next fall. Yeah, because there's the New Year special, and then I think something in the spring, and then the whatever, the BBC anniversary thing yeah, is. Yeah, the anniversary thing is the regeneration. Yeah. That's what they're doing it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Nick, yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. 2023 is the 60th. Then. 60th. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And we yeah. have no we have no idea. We just know Russell T. Davies. That's all we know right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Which probably means everybody will be in it. Right. <laughs> so great. <laughs> Bring nine back, too. If, I know he said he wouldn't come back to the to the yeah. BBC, but if maybe if Russell I mean, he came to back him. to Big Finish, so you never know. That's he did. What he's doing he did. On I mean, I've, he, they've been, they had, had some good stories with him. I can't. I I feel like him and the Brigadier are going to make me cry, but we'll see. Yeah. Oh, and here's the official uh, from uh, from the BBC. It says Chris is currently writing and producing Thirteenth Doctor Doctor which will consist of six episodes. It will be followed by three specials, the first of which will be on New Year's Day with one later in the spring and Jody's final feature-length special where the 13th Doctor will regenerate, will transmit in autumn 2022 as part of the BBC's centenary celebrations. That's it. Okay. (laughs) Centenary. There's the word. There's the... (laughs) Okay. So then we have six more episodes with Jody. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, we have some we have some time. There is time. I mean, obviously we're probably gonna find out who 14 is sooner than later. Yeah. But I just hope that she can get through I just want to get through the next three episodes, maybe even the New Year's special before we find out. Because it, it was kind of a bummer that we found out 
like I understood that they had to because of filming and everything, but I wish that they could have waited to announce Jody until 12s, at least last season had finished airing, but it's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm just glad that they announced it right before Comic-Con because I had time to get Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally, because they announced it D23 weekend, I was sitting, waiting to go on the floor in bell cost, in my bell costume, sitting there watching Twitter. And then it was fun because then I got in line to jump in the money bin because <laughs> it was, the they were promoting DuckTales that year. And of course I'm in the line for the DuckTales money bin. David Tennant's voicing Scrooge McDuck, bunch of Whovians in line. We were all like, did you see, did you see, did you see? Oh. <laughs> That's so funny. I ran into so it. I remember that day because I was like doing, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I remember that day because I was doing like a one day event somewhere. Like it was like a small con that was local and people just like out of nowhere, everyone like I had, I have like the alerts for Doctor Who's Twitter on my phone. So I saw it because I saw the video, right? Like the reveal, which was great. And then I got so many messages that day from people being like, Taylor, 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 did you see? This is so exciting. I can't believe it. can't believe it. It's probably like the one of the best days. That sounds really cheesy. But like, just like, so like, I will never forget where I was when I found that out. And I think I was like parking a car, like literally parking in a parking lot. And I had to stop what I was doing and be like, oh my God. And I was like freaking out. Yeah. Taylor, yeah, you even, and I even- did a whole episode on the Temple of Geek podcast on this, where we were talking about our reactions and we talked about like, you know, the first episode of 13's run. And I remember we talked about how um, I was very anti the doctor being a, a woman until I saw Jody in that little trailer. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that I needed the doctor to be a woman. Like I was like, I was so wrong. Like, I, I, I just wanted things to stay the same. And the minute they changed, I'm like, I didn't know I needed this in my life. This is, like, perfect. And I literally ran to the closet to find a jacket that looked just like Jody's. And I was like, and I went to San Diego Comic-Con. Bef- and I remember when they showed her original, like, her outfit in the trailers, in, like, in the posters, what they showed what Jody's actual outfit was going to look like. And it was before the season aired, and it, I, it was the day of the Doctor Who panel, and I was like, I'm just going to go by the Her Universe booth just to look at the thing. But I thought her outfit was ridiculous. And then I saw it on the booth, and I was like, I'll take the whole thing. Like, I was like, I'll take everything. I was like, whatever. And then I tried it on at the Her Universe booth, and I was like, I'm just going to wear it out. Like, I'm good. And I was like, I, I'm so wrong on so many things. Like, I was making fun of Jody's outfit, and then here I am in full garb, just wearing and loving it, like loving it. And then, like you know, here I was. I don't want a girl doctor. Oh my god, I'm a girl doctor. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like I I don't I have yet to feel as cool as I as cool as I felt in going to New York Comic Con, walking down the street in the Thirteenth Doctor costume. I'm like, I feel really cool. <laughs> even though it's some ridiculous colors I'm like this is really cool I'm like I see why the long coat is a choice this is I feel really really awesome right now all right so give me your kind of like hopes predictions where do you think this season is gonna go 
Um, I really love Joe Martin. I didn't say that before, but like, oh my God, I love her so much. Um, I want more of her. I think we're going to get her for the anniversary special. I'll tell you that um, for sure. Cause I can't imagine the leafer out of that, but um, would love, you know, so much more with Joe Martin. Uh, so that's on my wish list. Um, <laughs> uh, I hope that we get some answers about the timeless child situation because good or bad, I really, I really don't care at this point. <laughs> just tell us something. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, because I will tell you as much of like, I love Dr. Who so much. I don't have, I'm not one of those people, I guess that like hates choices in television unless they're like really, really awful. Right. And I was, I felt like I was very much on the outside of people reacting poorly to that storyline when it was introduced. Mm -hmm. um, you know what I mean? Uh, I, like, it's not like I didn't understand where it came from. I, I definitely understood like the context of it, the old, you know, classic who framing around it knew all that. Just personally, I don't have a problem with them exploring that because stuff does get explored in television um, and media. And when you have a series that's been on TV for this long, they're not going to not dig into that. You know, I don't know why you wouldn't um, explore some of the things going back to the roots of a show. So I hope we get some more development on that. I'm sure we will. I can't imagine we won't. Um, and what else? Hmm. Yaz to survive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Um, I was like, what uh. else? And I just want Jody to have a really good rest of her run because she deserves it. And I really love uh, what they've done with her. And I do think there's been a lot of growth as we've been talking about. Like she has shown different facets of the 13th doctor well in my opinion throughout this time regardless of how the writing was regardless of how the back you know ground the background situations that were going on in the C series right the previous series um i think this is a really good if this continues on the same path that i feel like it could I feel like this is going to be an excellent way to start wrapping up our storyline. And that's all I can hope for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same thing where I just, I want more answers to things. Um, kind of the same thing too. Uh, you know, I, when I saw, I had the same thing where I saw people reacting so negatively to that. And I'm like, well, we don't, we hardly know anything about it right now. How can you judge if this is a good addition or not to this doctor's story? I'm like, just wait, let's see what more we learn. Um, like I said before, I really hope we get more of the Fugitive Doctor. I'll be. This is just me being way too deep into the extra Doctor Who stuff. Um, but I'm really interested to see who that lady was that was telling the Doctor about the flux. My, mm -hmm. Of course, my big Finnish brain's first thought was like, is that Brax? Who is the Doctor's brother? Um, and I'm like, it won't be Brax. They're not going to do that. Um, but I... I'm interested to see who that is. I'm really hoping it's not the doctor's like adoptive mother trying to redeem herself because I didn't like her. I'm like, the whole point was that she was an awful person and exploited this child kind of thing. I'm like, well, you know, but because I like those like little 
niche characters. I'm very interested to see who that is. I can't wait for the Weeping Angel episode. That looks really, really cool. Yes. Um, I do wonder if maybe they'll do like a little tiny tie-in to um, the Weeping Angel mobile game that came out um, earlier this year because of how, you know, the angel comes through Yaz comes through Yaz's phone and um, depending on how you play the game, you do get a little bit of a cut scene at the end with the doctor. Um, uh, because the, the mobile game is essentially like a sequel to Blink in a way. Um, and I'm really, really hoping that we'll see Unit before Chris Chibnall is done. Because um, he's the one who introduced us to Kate Stewart. Um, and I would like them to be more than just a, oh, sorry, the funding got cut because of Brexit <laughs> joke. Kate is a really cool character. Um, I mean, again, because I listened to the Big Finish stuff and Big Finish does a unit series, which I haven't listened to a lot of, but the ones that I have listened to, she's really cool. Um, and I would love to see Osgood again. If yes, we could somehow maybe bring in some of the other characters from the Big Finish unit stuff. Um, like actually one of the actors in the last season plays a unit operative and I was like oh, but the entire time I was like it's not going to be him but he uses the same voice and I'm just sitting there I'm like it's it's the guy from unit <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I'm I'm really excited to see what more they do but in addition because I know they've only got they've only got maybe three episodes left in the flux storyline I'm not entirely convinced it's going to be contained to just these six episodes I feel like it'll probably at least continue into the new year special Mm-hmm. potentially or at least some parts of it i feel like will continue into the specials um but me being such a big big finish and the books and the comics fan i can't wait to see what other stories come about from this era of the show especially joe martin's doctor mm-hmm yeah, I, I I really do hope that we see more of her as this um, these next three chapters um, come to us. Um, and again, I'm really thrilled to see how they do the Weeping Angels episode. Um, I did screech a little bit. Again, I, there was a lot of screaming for me this season. Uh, <laughs> lot, lot, maybe because I'm just excited that it's back. I don't know. Um, but I my, my poor kid was terrified of the Weeping Angel. Um <laughs> <laughs> which I mean that, that you're supposed to be afraid of it um and so he left the room when, when the, the angel like came out of the video game and 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 Yaz like smashes the the box right um and so you know well done on the on the writing and the design of the weeping angel because that's what they're supposed to do they're supposed to be scary and i personally whenever people ask me what's my favorite monster it's the weeping angels because they're so scary um but anyway so I'm I'm hoping that we we get kind of a wrap up of where this flux is coming from. Like if it if it is coming from someone that we figure out the source, but I have a feeling the aftermath is going to carry over into the New Year's special. I feel like we might get a oh hey you're the one responsible, and then that's that's it. You know, like they stop it or they figure out a way to you know, stop it from, from happening and they find the person responsible and then the person responsible like gets away or something. Like I could kind of see that playing out. So that way it kind of goes into the new year special. Um, at least that's what I think be really cool, but I am not the writer. So (laughs) whatever the writers, whatever, whatever Chris has planned, I'm sure will be 
wonderful. I try not to make these predictions, um, but since you asked, those are that's just kind of what I'm thinking. <laughs> My one like tiny little thing is like I just have a feeling that the master's going to show up at the end and be like, "No, I'm the doctor's biggest enemy. Go away." <laughs> to flux and Azur. He's going to be like, "No." I no, leave. <laughs> I, 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 want, I want more Sasha Dwan's yes. monster. He's so much fun. Yes. I, I didn't think anybody was ever going to be able to replace Missy for me, but he is so much fun. I love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I'm really interested in like the Weeping Angels episode next because I feel like my prediction, which I'll probably be super wrong about, but I feel like the weeping angels we're gonna get an origin story for them because the mori's being time locked standing still like statues in that temple gave me weeping angel vibes and then they are they're like in the time vortex the weeping angels feed off time or temporal time and all that kind of stuff and i'm like so are they connected like why does the angel have the phone box now because it doesn't look like she's going after them it looks like she needs the tardis for something right yeah yeah i know Thing. she's like again this i don't know uh, yeah, yeah again, <laughs> just mind <laughs> like oh you're so right like the weeping angel did not go after them yeah okay, i mean i mean i meant i meant and, talking i meant talking about driving the tardis that part like you're so right like like the, the angels are usually going after the people right you know to to send them back in time or whatever yeah. but in this case the angel hijacked the tardis and maybe and, because the TARDIS is time, right? Like, it's time and space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe she needs it for that, whatever. The flux is coming and they have no more food source, whatever. But I feel like the Weeping Angels are invested in a different way, which is why I was getting, like, those silence vibes. Like, the silence technically weren't bad guys, but they were, like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And then even the Doctor at some points is the bad guy to other people uh-huh. like it's all very like gray area timey wimey you know um, yeah yeah because just this is the way my brain works but when you said origin story for the weeping angels i immediately thought about how in the end of time even rassilon says like the weeping angels of old so like rassilon who's this like founder of mm-hmm. time lord society is even saying these guys have been around for a while so, interesting. Yeah, yeah, that'd be really interesting. I yeah, I, I just I yeah, can't wait for this episode. Yeah, like a, um, like the swarm and Azor. If they're these people that have been around for that long, then they've dealt with the Weeping Angels, and it feels pretty heavy-handed on the Weeping Angel part this series. So, I don't know. Um, I have a feeling that we're gonna see an origin story for the Weeping Angels that might be something like. All the silence were um my other predictions and not so much predictions but hopes are that yes does not die do not <laughs> hurt another companion i hope she goes the martha jones route or even like yes, join you magic like okay right, maybe cool. she goes off on her own adventures because she was a detective she was trying to do big things i would like to see her go to unit <laughs> Yeah, oh, for sure. Oh, That'd yeah. be fun. You know, that kind of thing. That'd be awesome. Yaz is meant for more. And I think that, you know, she should kind of go that Martha Jones route, saving the world from home. I I know that Ryan and Graham are gone, and that's the end of them. 
but they have psychic paper, you know? Like, <laughs> they do. They do. Why aren't they out? You know, like, I want to see a spinoff of Graham and Ryan. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, guys. I know this has nothing to do with flush, okay? But, like, I still haven't come off of that. They're so much fun. They're such sweet characters. Yeah, I, I know. I them it, just out there. I hope we get at least, like, a little scene with with them before 13 regenerates because i feel like they they would do something with that they do a like a little goodbye or something like they've done with all you know other other companions of other doctors in the past i think at this point it's kind of like a tradition Mm -hmm. you know and i don't think even this situation they would shirk that and it's so obvious to do it as well because it's not like she's had so many companions either so it's not as much of a chore as it could be you know it's not mm-hmm. like Ken who had like five million real, people that are realistic like Ken had everyone <laughs> yeah yeah he had a full <laughs> so. anyways those are my my big things don't kill Yaz show me what's up with the weeping angels and give Jody some love man that's what I want it's not a prediction she needs a hug she does, you know? especially <laughs> after that last episode. I'm like, no, let yes, like check on you. Come on, you just had some trauma there all over again. Let's let's be nice to our friends and accept yes. their help. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um, any last thoughts before we sign off? I just um, can't wait to see what else there is. I really can't. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm very excited to see. What, how this ends up and also just what the future is going to be like, because we have so many big things coming up. We have this wrapping up, which I do think is, it just feels like something very big. Um, I think the end, you know, the end last three episodes of, or yeah, I guess technically they are episodes, even though they're very long pieces of Jody's, you know, specials are going to probably also be this kind of weight because they are just kind of throwing it all in, which is amazing. Um, and I'm interested to see who they're going to cast for 14 or who it is. Cause I'm, I feel like they probably have already known. They probably already know, or they're close to knowing at this point who it's going to be, um, how the 60th is going to go, how the cent- center centenary centenary centenary. Yeah, I think I keep thinking if your mnemonic here is it's centennial and anniversary together. So that I think that's where <laughs> that's the word. <laughs> um, uh, how that ends up as well. So yeah, I think there's just so many big things coming up, and and that's amazing. I'm happy for that. All right. Well, if you guys want to go ahead and sign off by telling people where they can find you on social media. Yes, you can find me at They Seek Her There on Instagram and on TikTok. And um, I have a nerdy uh, pop culture business that I sell stuff. Uh, that's at Logan Arch Chicago. And you can find that also on Instagram and TikTok. Yay! <laughs> uh, you can find me. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok is uh, Lady of Time Cosplay. Most of the time that's shortened to at L-O-T Cosplay. Um, Mostly I post on Twitter and mostly it's me just having random thoughts about Doctor Who or other shows because I recently got into Miraculous Ladybug and even that has Doctor Who references, believe it or not. (laughs) 
But yeah, so you can find me there. TikTok is a lot of me. I, I haven't had a chance to get in the costume and do cosplay TikToks, but I do like doing a lot of big finish stuff on, on TikTok. Uh, so if you're ever interested in just getting a little sneak peek at to some of the big finish stories, because there's some really good ones out there. <laughs> Uh, you can find me um, on Instagram and TikTok um, at Maddie underscore Hoovian. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Mad underscore Hoovian. Um, Maddie Hoovian was taken on, on Twitter, so I, I couldn't change it to match to match everything else. So <laughs> um, so those are the, the three main the three main uh, social medias that that I use. And you can find me on This Dorky Nerd on Instagram and on Twitter. And as far as TikTok and everything else, you can just go to at templegeek.com or the Temple Geek TikTok, Tumblr, Pinterest. I mean, we're everywhere on social media as Temple of Geek. But all right, this is going to wrap up this episode of the Temple of Geek podcast. We want to thank everyone who tuned in today. And I want to especially thank our guests, Taylor, Elizabeth, and Maddie for being here with us today. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to hit us up on Facebook or Twitter using the handle at Temple of Geek. If you want to check out some of our other episodes or shows, why don't you head on over to templegeek.com. There you will find all sorts of content that pertains to the world Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. And remember to visit TempleofGeek.com, your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.